Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of LMS Cast. I'm Joshua Millage, and this is Christopher Badgett. And today we are talking about pricing and when it is important to choose a single price option over a reoccurring price option. Uh, these are questions that make my head spin, Chris. So, where do we start with all of this? Well, I think to get this conversation going, we can talk about the Lifter LMS plugin that we've created in that if you use the built-in course cart, the shopping cart that comes with the plugin, no third-party plugin required, you have to assign a course to either have a one-time payment or be have a recurring payment. And with our plugin, you can also integrate it with WooCommerce uh, if you want to use their cart system and all their extensions, which include a recurring payment uh, extension called Subscriptions, which is a great plugin for their system. But anyways, that's the technology side. But before all that, is we have to have this conversation about, I'm going to sell a course. Do I want to charge a one-time fee or put it on a recurring monthly revenue? Uh, that's a big decision. So okay. let's talk about that in terms of like, how how high, how big should the price be? Like if we were to think about the same course as a one-time payment versus uh, recurring. And then let's talk about if we are going to do recurring, how do we continually add values to justify that monthly or weekly or yearly bill that people receive? Right. Well, I think to start off in terms of single versus reoccurring payment, I think the big question is the business model behind it. And reoccurring revenue means reoccurring value. And so if you look at the software as a service space, so SaaS as it's called, and uh, that that idea is that people pay monthly, like for salesforce.com or Infusionsoft or Entreport. And the reason that they're paying monthly is that as the, the product matures, it's going to get better and new features are going to be you know, added in. So the value is increasing as because you're paying more month. So kind of, it's also good for the business because it helps them predict revenue and all these other things and situates them to improve on that. The traditional model was you sell, you know, Windows 98 and you got to pay hundreds of dollars to go to XP and hundreds of dollars to go to the next, to the next, to the next. And, um, and that doesn't, that doesn't always work. You're waiting a year to get a bunch of upgrades all at once where it's, it's much easier to just go you know, every couple of weeks get another few features and things. So that's like the software side of it. I think when you apply that methodology to courses, how are you going to be engaging your customer base? Are you going to have a, a system set up so that you can maybe do something like weekly Google Hangouts or foster community behind the product? That's, I think, justifies a reoccurring um, fee or maybe just continually adding content. Um, you know, some of the people that we work with in the the legal realm, the reason that they have reoccurring revenue is that laws are always changing. So they, you know, they guarantee that they're always going to be up on the new latest, greatest, you know, law for IRAs or something like that. And, um, and so therefore the, that justifies the recurring because they have to constantly do work to make sure that they're up on it. Um, but I think if you're selling a static, like here's an end to end product and I'm just going to put it out there, it's going to be harder to justify that reoccurring fee um, it's going to be much easier to just do that at a straight up single cost. And there is a, a kind of a middle ground there. So let's say you do have an end-to-end solution, but you don't really have value that continues after they've gone through the program. 
what you can do though is if you have a thousand dollar course you could that's a lot of money for somebody to pay but you could instead think about using that recurring thing just to lower the barrier to entry to get people into your course so instead you could do a two payment options a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars a month for 12 months or you know something like that mm-hmm. uh or, or just have just not even do the one-time pricing but put an end to that reoccurring payment right so that the value you know comes through this period and then it's you're done you don't owe any more money right yeah that's that's good so when it comes to pricing, Chris, like $100 course versus $1,000 course, 2000 like how do you think about those, those different levels of pricing in, in a single format as well as a reoccurring model? Well, pricing is a, is a huge topic, but there's, pricing is also like really subjective. If you ask a real estate agent, like, how much is this house worth? Uh, you know, some will say this house is worth what people are willing to buy on it. So they're, they're dodging the question because a lot of value is perceived. It's in the head of the, the, the prospect. Mm -hmm. Um, then there's things like actual value. Like if you, your learning management system and your online course, maybe it includes a live event in the price. Well, you know, you have a certain amount of overhead or, you know, cost to put on that event and host the event and everything. So there's value there. That's like more tangible, hard value. A lot of online courses are purely digital in nature. So we get more into that perceived value space. But at the same time, uh, if you know, you're, you're a really talented expert in marketing and sales. If you were to put on a course about, you know, how to, how to market your learning management system or, or just market your business that comes from your entire life of experience and the, your education and everything, which is valuable. Mm -hmm. So one way to think about it is what would it cost for me to have a one-on-one with you to teach me all that stuff and maybe reduce the price a little bit because it's in an online format, but that's another way to kind of arrive at like what that pricing is worth. And obviously if you ever have any one-on-one, interaction either in a google hangout in person or whatever that should substantiates a higher value if your course is 100 percent passive in nature it may be worth less if like with the lifter lms plugin uh, if you use the certificate functionality if you're actually giving somebody a certificate that's accredited by something or allows them to fulfill continuing education requirements that course is valuable and may even be mandatory if the person has to continually submit these hours so pricing and value is a really big conversation and uh, you can also use the interactive approach in terms of just asking your market how much would you be willing to pay for me to teach you online how to do x that's another way to do it right and the thing i would want to add is that i think that most people that i yeah north of 90 percent of people are going to default on undervaluing themselves um, my dad, for better or for worse, always said, triple what you think you're worth and you'll probably be close to what the market's willing to pay. And a lot of that just comes from self-image. Oh, it couldn't be worth that much money. Oh, I, uh, and there's this resistance for asking for more money. So I want to say that, um, not that we need to be like profiteers or, you know, price mongers and just charging a lot of money. We do want to find that happy medium of what's the value and what it's worth. But I think naturally, because people are 
naturally resistant to sales, they often undervalue themselves. And so one of the things too, um, there's an old saying that says where money goes, focus flows. And that that's definitely true. And so the higher that someone, the higher the price of the course, um, you're going to get you probably get less students, but much more engaged students too. So there's that side of the pricing strategy that's important to, to think about. Um, and so a lot of people go and they sell like a $19 course and then uh, they wonder why no one ever took it and it was an impulse buy. And it really depends. Maybe that is your strategy, just volume, volume, volume. Um, or maybe you're like, no, I, I don't want volume so much as just starting a community. So I think it's it's hard to start a really robust community at the lower dollar points in my in my experience because people just don't take it as seriously. Um, you know, colleges is a great example of that. A lot of people take college pretty seriously, but they're also paying a lot of money. Um, so that's one thing to to remember. But I would say that when people are thinking about their prices, uh, lean into the idea of having a premium price model. Or at least having premium price options, because I think you'll be surprised to see who shows up in those those different levels. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think that's a good nugget on price and pricing. Um, you know, I don't know if we're taking our own medicine on this or not, because I think our Lifter LMS is priced very, very reasonably at uh, $97 for a single site license and $297 for a multi-site license. Um, but that probably won't hold forever. I mean, that's for this first group of people that get in on October 1st, or excuse me, October 30th. Um, and then we're going to shut the doors shortly after that and open it back up, um, January 1st. And I don't know what we're going to charge then. Really, we're going to reevaluate the, uh, um, the, what we're, what value we're providing. And that, you know, so one of those things when we talk about getting a little under the hood of our pricing strategy is we want to make this a really, um, uh, easy purchase for a lot of people, and we want to limit the amount of time it's being sold to capture the highest engaged people, the people that are paying attention to the content we're putting out there, the people that want to improve online education, and the people that will give us feedback so that we can rapidly improve this product and make it even more valuable than when it launches on the 30th. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can learn more at lifterlms.com. Um, just enter in your email and you'll be taken to the first set of videos that we've produced on the functionality of the mm-hmm. plugin and how it can really change the way that you distribute and engage with your uh, students. So we're excited about that. And again, if you have any questions, you can always reach me at Joshua at LMScast.com. And this is Chris at LMS.com. And one more thing, if you purchase the plugin, one of the things of value that you get is access to our support forum, but it's also a community. So if you want to put an idea up on the private support forum about, hey, how much should I charge or for my course, it's about X, Y, and Z, you know, this we're building a community here of people who are all trying to do this online education thing and build a business around it if you're, if you're outside of the nonprofit sector. Um, so anyways, the community is here for you. You can, you can see what other people are doing, what they're charging, their pricing structures and so on. and uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to us directly if you just want to run an idea by us or anything like that for your pricing or fixed price versus recurring revenue. Right on. All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you then.